stand by for special programming information concerning the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Here now, our producer, Lori Madsen. Hello to everyone now listening around America and also to anyone in a third world country, too. My name is Lori Madsen, and I am the executive producer of this program. It is my duty to announce tonight the temporary permanent appointment of show sales manager Gerald Holcomb to the position of co-host. I came to this decision following great deliberation and due diligence. It is my judgment that Gerald will provide the necessary oversight needed to keep host Spud Goodman focused on the mission statement of this organization, that being to ultimately be accepted as a legitimate radio show, one that can hold its head high amongst industry peers and not feel we are still a rogue operation operating on the fringe of the radio business. Gerald, I wish you well in this undertaking, and may your days as a co-host be fruitful and satisfying. God speed to you. And now here is your host, Spud Goodman. Uh, greetings, I'm Spud Goodman, and I will be your host tonight. Okay, I guess I'll acknowledge but not fully accept the guy sitting next to me uh, right now. Gerald, you get to say a few words to prove you're alive and not bound and gagged. But before you do, I want to, you know, maybe bring in our designated laugher, Gina. Priorities. How are you doing tonight, Gina? (laughs) I'm doing okay, I guess. Dealing um, (laughs) with a few issues at home, but, you know, things will work out. Anything we can help you with? I mean, problems with the cable company or something? Uh, no, no. Oh, we can talk about it some other time. All right. Seriously. So, uh, Gerald, uh, you're up now, I guess. Uh, thank you, Spud. Hello, Gina. Uh, I know after years of rejection and career disappointment, unrestrained anger has taken over your being. I'm pretty sure you don't mean to be a jerk, and underneath everything, you are a misunderstood soul who craves love. And I know you appreciate what I bring to the table. <laughs> hey, uh... Cut the crap, Dr. Laura. We both know this arrangement is not something I'm crazy about, but I will deal with it. So let's just get the show started, all right? I have, I want a, sh- I have a short written statement. What? I was hoping I could read it right now. Sp- Hell no, you can't! Well, listen, as this is my first official show being named the temporary, possibly permanent co-host. Temporary. It, po- possibly permanent. But temporary. Co- yeah, but, 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 you know, she said possibly permanent. Yeah, whatever. It would Semantics. Seem, it seems appropriate for me to address the listeners, so it'll take just a moment, I promise. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Um, <clears throat> I'll take that as a green light. Okay. I want to promise to all of our listeners out there that I, Gerald Holcomb, will do my best to entertain and bring concise, witty commentary when allowed to join in on the conversations. <gasps> Thank you, that Spud has with celebrities and bands. I feel I'm very well read, and I've been blessed with the gift of gab, so to speak, as my mother called it, and I plan to do my best each show. I pledge I will never ever phone it in, and I will give 110%. That is my promise. Thank you. <laughs> well, I hope you're done now as I have a show to do, and don't think you're going to be butting in on my interviews, okay? You got that? Read the co host manual. One more time, dude. Very well. I I will respect your wishes, Spud. But just know that I'm there for you if the need arises and that if you're at a loss for words. You know, I've dealt with a few celebrities in my sales position. Nice to know. Well, my other job, I've told you, I think Seattle, uh, South Seattle Carpet and Linoleum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over the years, listen, I've had the privilege of helping the actress Linda Evans, who was looking for some shag carpeting uh, for the guest house at her estate in Lakewood. 
Oh, super. Well, I heard she went with some sort of indoor outdoor carpeting from another establishment. But yeah, okay, it's too much. Yeah, keep, move on. I got to get going uh, here. All right, right. Well, listen, did I ever mention uh, that I helped Russell Johnson, uh, the professor from Gilligan's Island? Really? <laughs> he, he was looking at a nice wool blend carpet in a remodel he was doing for his place. Again, I just missed out on the sale. You though. know, that seems to sum up your sales <laughs> career, man. How about selling some ads for the show so we can get some decent beer around here? I got to move on. Love a winner. All right, so it's, it's music time, all right? This song is by the Canadian band 5440 who performed this live on my cable TV show I believe way back in the mid 90s or whatever uh, I think we also aired it on our, our national show on Fox it's, the tune is called On the Radio check it out This is the Spud Goodman Show. This is Louie Anderson, and I'm listening to the Spud Goodman Show to find out what dumb thing he's going to say next. Uh, hey, Spud, he's he's on the line. You know, I'm a big fan of Rob Schneider. I'd really like hey, some... Hey, no means no. If you're uh, going to do this co-host gig, you must know your role, oh. i.e. sit there like a statue until I'm off the phone. Oh. Now put him on, please. Well, please say hello to actor, writer, comedian Rob Schneider. Yeah, I'm psyched, man. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do uh, this thing. All right. Um, Get up there. Yeah, well, as I know for a fact that uh, you're in hyper-busy mode, I appreciate you carving out a few minutes to speak with us. <clears throat> so, oh, My pleasure, my pleasure. I'm psyched to get up there. I love that area. Right. You know? Well, it's very Seattle-Tacoma-ish right now, where I am in. It's uh, nice and rainy and overcast, so it's totally making me uh, Seattle sick. I'm ready to go. All right, super. Well, I'd like to start off with discussing the new sitcom you're working on now, The Real Rob, as it may end up being the future model for actors to bypass the studio system now in place, right? 
Well, I think so. I mean, I think you can just do it yourself. And, you know, if, if you got enough money and your friends will help you out, you can get it on, uh, you know, you just got to get it on and find a place to put it. And there's so many outlets now, you know, Hulu, Netflix, yeah, Amazon, Yahoo, any who or ends with ooh or, mm-hmm. you know, you can get those on there, ooh, ons, icks. Um, you know, so there's places. You know, you know, Louis C.K. put his his uh, his special on his own website, made five million bucks. So it's all it's all open. It's just you know, getting people to know about it. That's the that's the the, the trick. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I got to ask you. Uh, besides your accountant, did uh, did you have to deal with a ton of others advising you to to reconsider this move? Because you know, it, it is a is a bit of a risk. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, no, it's a risk for sure. But, um, you know, I mean, I, I can afford it. It was fun. And um, I think if you want to have all the control, you got to do it all by yourself, yeah. you know. And But I had my wife with me where we wrote it together and it was our investment. And, uh, and it was it's a fun show. I mean, I wanted to do something that was funnier than the, my CBS show, Rob. And we averaged 11 million viewers on there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm, I think we're ready to... You know, I think people have a good good time with it. It's called Real Rob. You can check out a, the trailer or check out the couple of scenes that are on um, my website, robschneider.com. And uh, I'm psyched. I mean, we're just putting it together now mm-hmm. and trying to figure out whether it's going to be on Netflix or Hulu or one of those places. It'll probably end up on one of those. Right. Well, as you said, you're co-starring with your wife. Now, some might say that could put a strain on the relationship, but it seemed to work out fine for, like, Ozzy and Harriet and Lucy and Desi and... Um, well, maybe that one's not a good one to reference, but how did that go? Yeah, I, think they, <laughs> I think they both got divorced. Uh, and uh, I think Sharon Osborne tried to strangle uh, yeah. Ozzy at one point. Yeah, um, right. Well, you know, you've done many movies over the years. How do you compare the process of producing a television show to that of a feature film? Because I've gotten conflicting opinion from guests on whether craft services food is better in TV or film. What's your position? Uh, the food's always better in, in big movies, for All sure. Right. All right. And also, you get more time, you know, because it's like a, you get like 40 days or 60 days to make a big movie. I mean, Adam Sandler's movies sometimes run like, you know, 65, 70 days, you know, in the old days when we used to have big movies. But, um, you know, it just depends. But the food, you want to treat people good. You want them, I don't care how small the movie is or how small the TV show. People want to eat, and you want to give them good food. Well, That's the key. You know, yeah. spend money on food and then... Cheap, you know, be cheaper in some other areas, like you know, get uglier trucks and make the actors stay in smaller uh, little little um, cabins. But um, you know, spend the money on food. Spend money on food. Wow, That's you, the key. you are so much yeah. more generous than I. Because if I had to put up my own money for a project, I'd tell people to bring a sack lunch. So all right, I'm, I'm gonna have to think about that one. All right. Uh, so uh, hey, you, you were originally hired as a writer on SNL before you became a regular cast member. How tough was it to come up with a sketch that had like a catchphrase that would blow up, such as you know, obviously the nickname guy, the Rich Meister, among well, I mean, others. It was in everybody's heads that like, hey man, if you come up with a catchphrase, that that's gonna really help you here. And then you know, guys who did come up with catchphrases were doing movies on, on the you know on their off time. So I mean, everybody was aware. Hey, if this works out big, this could work out really big. You know, right. so it's in your head, but you can't be manipulating it. You know, it just it either happens or it doesn't happen. And usually, it's you don't know what the catchphrase is going to be. You know, some people try to force it, and I never thought that that was a good idea. But uh, it was fun. I mean, I mean, what a place to spend your twenties. I mean, yeah, the 40th anniversary coming up. Pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, very historic. Uh, I'm enjoying listening to this conversation, Spud. Very interesting. My only comment would be... Wait, have you- excuse me? 
Uh, Co-hosts do not give host notes on how to improve interview segments. There's a natural order to the talk show world. No, I, I get that, but I just thought that maybe I... Is it too much for me to ask you to sit there quietly and just support me as I carry out my duties here? Not at all. I'm here to help, Spud. Good. Now, where was I? So anyway, all right. That's what I was yeah, about. yeah. Um, I want to ask you this: um, Is there a dream project out there for Rob Schneider? And notice how I use the third person because you're famous enough for me to go there. What's the one thing you'd really like to do in the future? Well, what Rob Schneider would like to do, yes. if I can just speak for Rob Schneider yes. now, being Rob Schneider, the thing that Rob Schneider is looking for. Well, I want to just do stuff that I love. You know, that I really love. I mean, I don't have to do it anymore. I want to do it because I love it. And I still have something, feel like I still have something to prove. You know, like I, um, um, like I'm excited to be, you know, this weekend, to, to, you know, to, in Tacoma, to be at the casino and perform in front of, you know, I think there's 1,700 people. Yes, That's going to be room. exciting for me. Big room. And I've been, I was up last night till, you know, 4 o'clock in the morning working on my act and coming up with jokes and trying to figure out, you know, what's too far, what's too much. And, what we can talk about, and uh, and I'm just going to go for it and see what the hell happens. And I'm excited about that, you know. And I also want to. I'm excited about this TV show with my wife and the baby, you know, my wife Patricia, and um, I'm excited about that. And then uh, there's a couple of movies. There's a movie that I want to make about the mafia, which mm. is a comedy um, where I play the Godfather in that. And that's the thing I'm going to probably do next. Cool. All there's, right. There's a western with Adam Sandler I might do. So it's just stuff I'm excited about. I have a question. You were described in the press as now a, a conservative Republican, along with a number of other ex-SNL cast members, Adam Sandler, well, Dennis Miller, John Lovitz. I, I know. That's why I wanted to, I wanted I mean, to ask I just you. I disagree with this administration, uh, you know, with their over-regulations of the uh, mm-hmm. certain, like the vitamin industry, which, uh, you know, I'm a, an owner and, um, and I work with vitamins and They've been killing us. They've been killing our manufacturers. And I don't like how they're against for-profit schools, and so I'm against that. But I don't like I didn't like George Bush either. I think that's um, – I wouldn't describe myself as that. I think I'm more libertarian than okay. – I think I'm, I'm, I'm open-minded. I'm not going to be just a blindly liberal uh, Democrat um, like uh, you know, just because I'm in Hollywood and I make my money here. Right. Uh, I think you have to be uh, – it depends. If, if Democrats have good ideas, I'm all for it. I haven't heard any recently. Um, and if, uh, you know, I didn't think uh, Obama went far enough. I, I think he could have, you know, and instead of just, you know, giving health insurance to the, the people who are uninsured, I'm, I'm more, I mean, I think that's not a bad idea, I think. But I think more important thing is to get people healthy. Yes. And how do you get people healthy? How do you get them, instead of spending so much money in the health, you know, medical insurance, medical insurance and medical industrial complex, you know, you got to get people healthy, and get them so that they don't have to spend any money on insurance and any money on unless they have to or any money on um on prescription drugs. I mean, it's crazy. My family works with, uh, you know, seniors, and the average senior is on nine drugs in America. Nine. If you just got them off one drug in New Jersey, because my, my family's out in New Jersey, and they have, uh, you know, senior centers there, and they're really good people. My, my, my cousin's Dr. Lappet. He's Filipino, so he kind of, you know, has to take care of people in hospitals because he's Filipino. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, he said, if you just took one, each patient, one patient off of one drug in New Jersey, that would be $300,000 a day, just in New Jersey. And that would be $3 million a month, just in New Jersey. Okay, just a month for just New Jersey. So imagine if you were able to do that 
throughout the country uh, for more drugs. And it's, uh, they just don't need to be on all this stuff. And that's kind of why when I'm, you know, if I get described as a conservative Republican, if that makes me a conservative Republican, then I am. I just I want to get people healthy and, and just, you know, while I'm, uh, you know, I, I don't talk about this in my stand-up act because, I, I, you know, people pay to come and see me be funny. Right. Uh, but this is stuff that I care about. You know, I think you got to forget about keeping your kids off drugs. Keep your parents off drugs, you know. Yeah, that's what's bankrupt. That's what's bankrupting this country, you know. But I'm I'm for legal marijuana. I'm, I'm glad you guys. I'm glad you guys have it up there. Yes, that's we a do. Good thing. Yes, we do. And uh, let's tax the crap out of it. Why not? If they're going to smoke it, let's get it. If it's going to help people for pain, I think they should make it legal for the NFL. You know, they you know these people are. are we're having, uh, uh, you know, concussions. And, you know, if marijuana helps with that and pain, let them do it. Well, it does. It does help. It's a medically proven fact. And hopefully the Players Association will be able to effectively, um, uh, you know, deal with the league in court with that issue. But, yes. Well, well hopefully that. And also, you know, turmeric. You know, for, for any uh, anybody who has parents out there or senior citizens, take turmeric. Literally. Turmeric is an anti-cancer drug. And it's not a drug. It's just an herb. And it is as effective as chemotherapy with no side effects. You heard me. No side effects. It doesn't interfere with any medicine. And it's a really good, uh, you know, it's an amazing anti-inflammatory. And it's great for your brain. There is, they don't have dementia at all. It's not, a, they, it's not a, they call it an American disease in India because it just doesn't exist there. Because, but, but they all eat turmeric, you know, and they don't have as much processed foods. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's a, the real fight for against GMOs. It's not that, like, GMOs are... We should know what's in our food. You know, GMOs are poison. You know, we have to change the argument. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like anybody who says you shouldn't get involved in politics. So politics is the roads you drive on. It's the car you drive in. It's the water that you drink. It's the air that you breathe. It's the food that you eat. You cannot avoid politics. You have to get involved. And, you know, I want to make sure that uh, I do my part. Right. Well, again, I guess there's no evidence of an SNL a conservative cabal, which first I have to look up what that word actually means. But I guess you set us straight. Well, so. means uh, I think my my own interpretation of it is it's like a, a secret underground organization that uh, is controlling stuff All right. that you're not supposed to know about. It's a conspiracy of sorts. Yeah. Okay. An organized right. conspiracy. That's my idea of it. I'm gonna write that down. All right. Well, here's my last and most spectacular question. Uh, what's been yes. your most me- most memorable moment uh, thus far in show business? It's tried. I realize. Um. Probably. Seeing Neil Young sing right in front of me uh, wow. on Saturday Night Live, Very cool. and I'm running around trying to get into my next costume, and then I had to just stop, and I said, I don't care. I'm just going to stop and listen to Neil Young sing Harvest Moon, and it was, uh, you know, that was really amazing. And, you know, also seeing Annie Lennox sing right in front of me, having Paul McCartney uh, <laughs> sing about eight songs for me and Adam Sandler just on the piano. Damn. Just there, and just like, that was, like, spectacular. I'll always have that memory. Those are probably more than performing, you know, for me. So, hey, man, I'm sorry about interrupting your editing tonight, and uh, thank you for taking a brief break and, you know, to check in with me. Yeah, brief break. Yeah, well, kind of brief. In the middle of doing stuff, and I get this call from Tacoma, but uh, I guess I'll take it. But Uh, no, thanks for having me on your show, pal. You're a good man. Not a problem. You can do it. You can do it. All day long, interrupting me. I am interrupting. That's my job. It's my job. I'm an interrupter, not a talk show host. All right, Mr. Rob Schneider. He just wakes up tonight. What's going to happen tonight? <laughs> You'll see. You can do it. You can do it all night long. Yeah!
For a genuine musical treat, tune in to the, the Spud Goodman Show, radio's famous program that takes you on a magic carpet of melody to a world of beauty. All right, it's musical guest interview time. And I suppose, as a professional talk show host, I should acknowledge publicly, for the record, I am a fan of this band before I begin this interview. All right, now that's out of the way. Please welcome Trees and Timber back to the show. All right, I see that there are still three members, uh, so you haven't added a bunch of side musicians. When you guys play live, like other super groups, uh, gutsy call on your part. No, we haven't lost anybody either. Yeah, so <laughs> that's a good one. Super. With us, so. Super. You know, I know that stuff's always kind of fluid. Um, so uh, you have a new record out. Uh, what's it called, and where can people find it? It's called Hello, My Name is Love, and you can find it on swoonrecords.com. That's so hot. Super. Well, I'm sure my listeners have GPS and stuff, so they can find a, a record store somewhere in America where they can pick it up. But also, it's available online, I take it? Yes. 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 All right. All right, super. Um, so... Uh, what is the band's current favorite font when typing on the computer? I, myself, am big on Arial Narrow. Uh, I like the classic Times New Roman. Okay. All right. Is that, is that ever, does yeah, the band I concur? Could, I could agree with that. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, <laughs> Paul uses a typewriter, so he doesn't care. <laughs> all right. That's, uh, that's very, uh, hey, I have one myself. All right. Hey, when will Trees and Timber begin their world tour? Um, you know, just curious. Probably about, mm, I'm going to say, maybe two years and... 2016, uh, August. Yeah. Ha have you reached out to any major bands that might have a bit of high miles on them and could use a shot of youth by opening up for you guys? Uh, we, haven't, we haven't heard back from them. Huh? Yeah. Okay. The right, Rolling Stones, they're, they're kind of too big for their britches, I think. Yeah, no? Paul McCartney hasn't returned our call either. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, what's the name of the first song you guys are going to do? This one's called Good Is In The Graveyard, and it's on our new record. Well, very cool. I'm, I'm pumped. Here they are, Trees and Timber. <laughs>
Streaming live on the internet, this is the Spud Goodman Radio Show. Also available in 7-Bit ASCII. Spud Goodman, let me, let me in tears. Spud Goodman, let me for drinking my beers. He takes the spatula and puts it in the pan. And while he does that, I just don't understand. He grabs a pencil for quick relief. His indigestion is beyond belief. Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman! Spot Goodman Show! We now return to more action-packed thrills and excitement on the Spud Goodman Radio Show. So, uh, Gina, I can see something's bothering you. What's up? I mean, I, I guess being on the air is, you know, maybe not the time to discuss this, but you seem really bummed out. Your laughter is just a bit distant and distracted, if I could say that. Sorry. Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I, I had a little situation before I came down to the show tonight. So, you know, my boyfriend yeah. and I, we, we might have broken up. Oh I'm, wow! I'm I'm not sure right now. It was it was a dumb argument and and everything, but I I was I was pretty mad. Well, do you want to like share what the problem was? I mean, you don't have to, but if you don't want to, hey, but Gina, in every relationship, there are moments you don't see eye to eye with your life partner. I mean, you know, just the other day, my wife. And G- I, Gina, we d- were... does your does your boyfriend have like a drug or alcohol problem? Oh no, no, he doesn't do any of those things. If you must know, I bought two tickets for next year's gathering of the Juggalos. It was a surprise present for our four-year anniversary since we first started dating, and I was hoping he would be excited, but no, he says he wouldn't go near a Juggalos event. Can you believe it? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I've been a fan since I was like 12 years old, and they've been a big part of my life over the years. I, I missed last year, but I've gone to at least five or six gatherings. You know, if he really loved me, he would want to share this with me, don't you think? Well, the Juggalo Convention, it, I don't know. I don't, I, and I, I've never been to any of those, so I'm not an expert on the subject, but you, you know, know. My brother-in-law is a big, insane clown posse fan. He has been since high school, I guess. I don't think his wife shares his affection for the band, but I know before they were married, he went to a few of those gatherings. They're, uh, Gina, they're a rock band, right? Um, not yeah. exactly a rock band. Um, no. They have their own unique sound. ICP is more than a band. They're, they're a lifestyle, really. Uh, to live free without societal judgment. I don't know well, how to describe it, but yeah. they speak to me and to millions of others, you know. I don't know about millions. Maybe 20,000, 30,000. Um, c- can I ask uh, what music your boyfriend prefers? Ugh, yeah. He is a major Slipknot fan. And it makes jokes about the ICP all the time. I mean, seriously, Slipknot? Cool for Comic-Con fans, but that's all about the music. It's all about the music for me. And and that's why I keep coming back to ICP, you know? So, uh, Gene, are you a real juggalo? Or or is it plural? Hey, do do you have like a secret handshake? This is something I always wondered or something. I mean, like how do juggalos know who's real and who's a wannabe? Yeah. It's not an Elks Club or something. Spud, do you even know any ICP songs? Well, I mean, I don't really know specifically anything, but, you know, where, where can you even hear their stuff? Does Sirius have like an all-insane clown posse channel? I don't think so. So where do you even find you, the crap? You don't have Down with the Clown of the Shaggy Show on no. your iPod? No. Everybody has at easy. least has those songs. No, but I can check. You know, maybe iTunes put it on my iPod in the middle of the night without asking first, but I don't. I haven't seen it on there. I'll, hey, I'll look. How many people are in the posse? Like a dozen? Just two. Violent J and Shaggy 2 dope. I always thought a posse was at least a dozen or so. I, you know, live and learn. 
That's ridiculous. I, I'm very well, sorry you're going through this, but we sort of need you to put it aside until the show's over. I mean, your laughter is very subpar tonight. I'm going to say that. Um, lacking both in like emotional depth and tonal quality. I know. I need to get it together and make it through yes. the show. Spud, yes. I'm mm-hmm. sorry about this. I'm, I'm a professional and I will get it together. Look, <laughs> look you got to do better than that, all right? You sound like someone who has a gun to their head. A little more enthusiasm would be nice. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Very nice. It's still Gina. pretty weak. It's still pretty weak. When I say something witty, I would appreciate a strong, vibrant laugh that validates what I'm saying. Got it, Spud. Okay, anyway. <laughs> there you go. Oh, okay, oh, yeah, better, yeah. better, better. Okay, right now we need to go on to our, our, our next guest. And so check and see if he's on the line. Oh. Well. Um, yeah, so please welcome uh, Dr. Jonathan Katz to our show. Thank you, doctor, for maybe not making a house call, but a studio call at least. How you doing? Oh, I, I'm doing okay. I mean, but that's not really the issue. The issue is how you're doing. Well, no, thank you for asking. Not a lot of people have taken the time to ask me today. I'm troubled a little bit. So, um, but before we get into that, I, I, have to, I have to do my professional gig here, and then I can deal with some of my personal issues. Now, you have a okay. new recording of a live show of Dr. Katz, Professional Therapist, that has just been released on iTunes, Amazon, and other places that where you can buy this kind of stuff. Is that correct? Uh, what was the first place you mentioned? Uh, I- iTunes? Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, they're doing very well without my help. Yeah, but I, I think you're going to give them a shot in the arm, though, and then God knows yeah. that stock needs it. So, um, so let me just say this: um, you, you know, a lot of people, uh, a ton of people, were able to obtain psychiatric help from you each week for free when the show was on Comedy Central for six seasons in the '90s and uh, right. late, actually early 2000s. Uh, I mean, your show won Emmys and also a freaking Peabody Award. That's not bad for basic cable, huh? No, you know we could, we. What was amazing is that we did it in Massachusetts. We did all the animation in Massachusetts. We did the voices in Korea. Really, super. And uh, describe yeah, the technology. That's the first joke today. I'm sorry. The the technology was groundbreaking at the time this show aired. And can you describe Squiggle Vision? Well. Squiggle Vision is based on human error. Are you familiar with that? I am quite familiar. My career is a testament to that, <laughs> yes. So, you know, if, you, if somebody tried to draw something a uh, hundred times, it wouldn't be the same each time. So, Tom Snyder, who's the co-creator of the show, created an algorithm, and I, I don't know what that is either, um, that did it automatically. All right, super. Yeah. Excuse me. Can I ask if you have an Altoid on you, Spud? I had some onion rings earlier, and I could use something to freshen up the breath a bit. I have, like, a piece of Nicorette gum. You don't smoke, Spud. I know. Some guy gave it to me, like, I don't know, maybe ten years ago. I just realized it was still in the pocket of the jacket tonight. Okay, that explains it. So do you want it? Uh, no, thank you. I'll, I'll just watch who I breathe on. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, um, I think we're getting too far from the from the subject at hand which is you and I'd like to ask you what is a traditional therapy question alright and which is what is your earliest childhood memory well um, I'd like to say weaning but that didn't happen until like 7 or 8 so let's just say um, I I don't remember the early, early, you know, obviously the birth and all that stuff, uh, the canal. I don't remember. Some people say they do, but that's just BS. But I, I say probably the potty thing. I kind of vaguely remember that. It was, it was right. a struggle. And was it a bad experience? Kind of, yeah. How about how about you? Because, uh, because I think that most 
of who we are as adults is shaped by the time we're two. Oh, really? We're two years old. The other stuff, you know, it, it just sort of, I mean, the first two years, you're kind of winging it with the help of your parents, hopefully. Yeah. But um, you're formed by age two. So you probably haven't changed significantly since that age. Is that good or bad? Are you happy? No. Are you? Once again, i got to remind you, we're not, not here to talk about me. Yeah. I think if you're happy, it's good. You know, do you have a, a family? I do. I have. Uh, my dad has passed, but my mom is uh, on my show too much. Yeah, she's all. I mean, we. I can't get rid of her. I mean, I love my mom. But, I mean, but yeah. do you want your mom, you know, looking over your shoulder, coming to work with you every day? I mean, she calls into my show almost every week. This is an interesting conversation. I was just wondering how much better it would be if you took it a different direction and asked about. Excuse me. Are you second-guessing me, the host of this talk show? No, no. I was just offering a suggestion that might improve this interview. I thought it's going really well so far. Yeah, you bet your ass it's going well. So butt out and know your role, okay? Now, where was I? Well, how about performance issues? Do you do you offer assistance in this area of your practice? Not that I really need guidance in the bedroom or anything, but I bet you, you could buy a couple homes in the Hamptons if you just specialize in this treatment. I mean, I, I, you, I, you have to deal with it somewhat in your practice, don't you? Yeah, of course. It's 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 especially uh, more so with men than women. Although there are women who have issues around, uh, I guess, rising to the occasion is the wrong choice of words. Um, but it's mostly men who deal with, with um, erectile dysfunction. And right. Not that anybody has that. I mean, this is, a, you know, you yeah. watch TV and there's got to be something having it. So, yeah, maybe it's in the I'm South. I've seen one guy now who uh, can only have sex with dead people. Really? Yeah. And, wow. uh, you know, my feeling is if it works for him, fine. No one, you know, no one gets hurt. It's a victimless crime. Well, let me let me do a little bit more of helping you here because the recording that you did on stage in San Francisco of this special live show, did it feature all of the regular cast members? It had my son portrayed by John Benjamin, who's the funniest man alive. Yes. And my receptionist, Laura Silverman. Oh, cool. Who looked better, better as a cartoon character than any woman ever looked in real life. And... Um, then I had my patients were Andy Kindler. Ooh, we like Andy. We've had Andy on. We love Andy Kindler. Uh, B.J. Novak. Oh, super. And Eugene Merman. Wow. I've always thought of therapy as a bad talk show. Yeah, you know, actually, yeah. <laughs> you guys are therapists. Yeah, and, uh, a little cop out so there. I, your, show, your show is supposed to be great. That's what I've heard. Well, thank you. Um, you know, how much do I owe you for that? But we'll talk about that later after we're off the air. Well, let me plug the, the new recording one more time, as, as the least I can do okay, for for really, f- the work. I'm really proud of. I think I think people will love it. Well, it's the least I can do for this free psychiatric assistance here tonight. So the new digital recording of Doctor Katz, professional therapist, recorded live on stage, is now available at iTunes, Amazon, and many other places where you can buy this kind of stuff. So, doctor, I'm yeah. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm I'm like totally cured or anything like that. I, I still have my issues, but I do feel a little bit better, I gotta say. You know, especially since it was well, free. You know, I'm, I'm I was just gonna say I'm so uncomfortable billing you. Well, that's yeah, I mean, it's kind of a Kind of we bartered this thing, you know. That's the way yeah, I look at yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's an even exchange. Yeah, win-win. There we go. Before you change yeah. your mind, let's let's probably end this thing. Um, we want to thank you for checking in with us, Doctor Katz, and oh, uh, good. I, could, your hospitality. Could we could could I call you again sometime? 
Absolutely. All right, that's all right. I'm not talking for my show. I'm talking about for personal reasons. All right, there you have it, Doctor. You got a lot of stuff to work out, and I'm happy to help you. All right, Doctor Jonathan Katz. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Hi, uh, I'm here, uh, Rich, Richard Lewis. I'm here to see Dr. Katz. Good. Why don't you take a seat? You know, you have all the classic symptoms of a hypochondriac. I, you know, I, I am a hypochondriac. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I got it from my grandparents, really, basically. They, uh, my grandmother, she, uh, she knitted her suicide note. I doubt it. Which was really a tragic thing. We didn't know what she was doing. Yeah. She also used to collect uh, antique dolls with colitis. Well, those are going to be worth something someday. Stronger than dirt. Laundry detergent is stronger than dirt. Stronger than dirt. All right, once again, here is Trees and Timber.
the Spud Goodman Show. It smells really good. This is Mike Watt from San Pedro, California for the Spud Goodman Show. Hey, 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 Spud, are you yeah. ready to take this call? Our, uh, I guess our last guest, Ben Bailey, is holding. Yeah, of course I'm ready. I'm a trained and experienced talk show host. Oh, I just wanted to ask. You remember that one time when you accidentally hung up on Jay Leno? You thought well, it was. He thought he was a telephone solicitor. Yeah. And yeah. you were, I guess, kind of nasty to him. I, I heard he won't take our calls to reschedule. Well, I, I probably should have double-checked who was on the line. You know, people make yeah. mistakes. Jeez. Anyway, p- put this call through. All right. Please welcome comedian, actor, and game show host Ben Bailey to the show. Welcome to our show, Ben. Hey, thank you, man. Absolutely. Um, so let's let's get into this. So, given your your fame from hosting Cash Cab over the years, um, I take it you never have a problem hailing a cab in New York City. Uh, you're the man there, right? <laughs> no, I never really do. Although, you know, I don't I don't hail cabs that much anymore. But uh, I know but little limos. No, usually they'll pick me up and or? grill me with questions about their homeland. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I was gonna, I was gonna maybe touch on that. Um, well, <laughs> I you, really had that happen. Yeah. But, uh, well, most of the time they're like, "Oh my God, it's you!" And, and they were like trying to take my picture while they're driving. I'm like, "No, let's wait till we're pulled over." <laughs> so Ben, I understand that you had to like uh, actually obtain a, a cab driver's license before you began the show. Is that correct? I did. Yeah, I had to go to taxi school and uh, and get a major background check done. And there, I mean, there was a kind of a grueling process in order to get the show. But of course, it was well worth it. All right, super. Um, did you ever encounter uh, like a really sore, uh, bad loser kind of thing that would not accept that they sucked and like demanded a do-over, tried to argue that their answer was actually right? Yes, I did. Several of those. One of them stands out in my mind. Uh, a guy, a guy got out. He. <clears throat> he lost a, on the, uh, a question to which the answer was bull shark. So he got out and was just yelling bull shark on the street, which I thought was hilarious. I thought it was a great uh, replacement for bull which we can't say on the radio. Yes. Uh, and so I just used that instead of BS for the next, uh, I don't know, however many years, because it was hilarious. He was just, I was just screaming like, bull shark! This is bull, <laughs> this is bull shark! Uh, but once in a while, people would get pretty pissed and, uh, yeah. and not want to give in. But, you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You, you know, lose, you lose. You lose, you lose. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Louis Anderson told me about some pissed off contestants he had on Family Feud and, you know, like family members turn, oh, yeah. turning on each other when they when they were done. Did you ever have any family members go off on each other in the cab? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like people, if if one person had the answer right and then the other person went with a different answer and got it wrong that was there was always a fight <laughs> one guy was just like yelling at his uh, girlfriend or wife nice that you know yeah it was it was really great that that one never made it to air he was just yelling at her for getting the answers wrong when he didn't know the answers he uh. just expected her to know them and if she got them wrong he would yell at her I really got the feeling that if we hadn't been there he would have been hitting her as well well, you know, you've won some awards as as a game show host. So my my question is, what makes a great game show host besides state of the art hair? <laughs> uh, I don't I don't know. I I think um, what people liked about how I host a cash cab is that I just kind of treated everybody the same. You know, like I I, I just treated everyone with decency, <laughs> right? And 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 kind of try to have fun and uh, and never take it too seriously. And I don't know. I don't know. I, 
you got to have some enthusiasm. you got to make it exciting, uh, but not take it too seriously. I think that's the key. All right. Well, well, Ben, what are your long-term career goals at this point? What, what, what are you looking at? Uh, well, I'm always going to be a comedian. That's how I started. You know, I'm going to be doing stand-up for the rest of my life. There's no doubt about that. I really would like to act more. Uh, I've done a, some acting, but uh, of late I seem to get roles in movies that end up getting cut out. Uh, so I, I would hope to not get cut out of some movies in the future. Uh, and I definitely have some things that I'm going to be producing myself through my production company, Triple B Productions. Could I ask maybe a question here, Spud? Um, I'll be brief, I promise. Absolutely not. This is not a group activity. But I will be quick and it won't impact the bond you seem to be establishing here. Do I go on your sales calls and ask to butt in while you're trying to sign up a sponsor? No, I do not. Uh, You're welcome to come with me on sales calls anytime you want. I would enjoy the company and appreciate your input. Well, I wouldn't, so zip it, please. All right, well, let me give you my my (laughs) final uh, money question, and that is, of course, Ben, what has been your most memorable moment as a human being to this point in your life? My most memorable moment as a human being? Wow. Yep. That's a big question, dude. It is. I'm Um, a professional, though. I have to ask it. Well, I mean, I have two kids. When they were born, those are those are both amazing, extremely memorable moments. Right. Hard to compete with those. Um, that's got to be it, man. Well, I don't know. I had a great moment in Times Square when I was driving the cab through there, and word spread that the cash cab was in Times Square, and like the entire area just went crazy. Everybody started yelling and screaming and throwing their hands up, and like it was pretty incredible. All right, super. Well, I want to thank you for taking the time to call in tonight. And, uh, oh, you bet, man. And all, you know, all I want to say is I hope we get a chance to talk again. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Thank you so much for having me. They do. They run right up and go, you're the cash cab guy! And I am like, I know! Oh, we got him, we got him, we got him! This is the Spud Goodman Show. <laughs> is a Spud Goodman Show. This is a program of the United States Treasury. The Treasury Star Parade again brings you a program of the fighting music of American football in wartime. Ladies and gentlemen, what does peace mean to you? Merely that the war is over, the war is over, the war is over. You young people who have stepped right out of school into well-paying jobs, right out of school into well-paying jobs, it may not always be like it is now. Ask your mothers and fathers. We don't want an empty peace. We want peace with victory, peace with victory, sound prosperity and security. And we've got to save and sacrifice for it. Put every single dollar over and above your actual living expenses into war bonds through your payroll savings plan. Go without luxuries today in order to guarantee yourself comfort and peace of mind tomorrow. American football in these days of war. American football in these days of war. Today, with many of our young stars away on battle missions, American football still carries on with curtailed schedules. But it's still football and good football. But it's still football and good football. But it's still football and good football. That's the way men have asked for it overseas. And in America, when the leaves fall and the leather flies and the liniment flows, all is well. The kickoff then. Well, Lieutenant Woody Adams of the Southwest Conference is now doing all right in the Southwest Pacific, too. The lieutenant is a Marine. Well, getting boys like Woody Adams and Texas Christian shoved into the lineup against them is just one of the penalties on the Japs for clipping at Pearl Harbor. 
just one of the penalties on the Jap, just one of the penalties on the Jap for clipping at Pearl Harbor. Remember, your surplus income nowadays isn't yours to spend as you please. It's a sacred responsibility. Invested in war bonds, it will help win the war faster. Spent carelessly, it will help prolong the war and bring needless death and suffering to the men who are fighting to save you. Or think of it in terms of future security. Spend your money foolishly, and where will you be after the war when wages may not be so high and jobs may be harder to get? So put a lot more money than you're putting now into war bonds. And so we at home must continue to put forth every possible effort to aid our fighting men to smash the Nazi and Jap warlords. Smash the Nazi and Jap warlords. Smash the Nazi and Jap, Nazi and Jap, Nazi and Jap warlords. We must help to keep them supplied with the best equipment as they move closer to Berlin and Tokyo. So no matter how many war bonds you are buying through the payroll savings plan, boost that amount next page. The United States Treasury Department thanks this station for the use of its facilities. This is the Spy Goodman Show. I'm still not over my surprise. Uh, Spud, I'm supposed to tell you uh, there's a well, there's a call waiting from a woman. They said it's your stalker. I uh, think they said her name was Amber. Yeah, yeah. I, I knew she might be calling tonight. Mm. Um, let's just better take it rather than have her come down to the studio. Put it through. Okay. Put it through. Hello? Hello? Am I in the air? Spud, are you there? Yes. Yes, it's me, Amber, and what what can, what can I do for you? If, if this is a real stalker, Spud, I, I might be able to help. As as the guest co-host, I would think it's my duty to have your back. So, Amber, yeah. maybe it'd be best that you didn't harass Spud while he's doing the show. We've got several potential sponsors listening tonight. The last thing we need is an incident here. Spud, who is this douchebag? Oh. Um... Well, he's the sales manager for the show. My executive producer is now forcing me to accept him as my temporary permanent co-host. I'm just trying to help here, Spud. I'm still dealing with it, actually. Listen, if you have it under control, I'll step aside. I'll let you two settle this like adults. Can I ask why you haven't returned my calls? I've left multiple voicemails. I don't believe I've received any calls from you. What's your number? I can certainly check and see if I've missed your calls. I'm talking to Spud here. Butt out, okay? Oh. So, who is the woman in these pictures posted on Facebook? Uh, it looked like you were at a restaurant or something? No, no, no. I, I did not post that. Uh, I mean, you know me well enough that I would never do that. Uh, how'd you even see that anyway? I mean, it was only left for like maybe 10 minutes before you know I saw it and told her to take it down. Yes. Who is she? You tell well, me you have no time now for a relationship. And now you are dating two women no, at the same time. No, no. Well, you and I uh, officially are not dating, okay? I mean, you're still sort of stalking me, and you know, if we want to get technical here, I don't, you know, I, I think there's a fine line between dating and stalking. But if you ever do feel in danger, there are agencies you can contact 24/7. W- uh, would you like uh, mm-hmm. a, a brochure? I have a few in my car. I was no. given uh, at this month's United Way no, meeting. No, no, not necessary. So, Amber, I'm not dating anyone right now, okay? It was just a friend. We went out for breakfast after the bars closed. I think it was last Saturday night. And I, I told her no photos, and after checking her phone, I thought everything was fine, but I, I guess the friend she brought along snapped a few when I wasn't looking. <laughs> well, I must say, she sure looked young. What in the world would you have in common with her? You don't enjoy 
video games or hacky sack. Actually, both she and her friend are into fantasy baseball, so we talked about them joining our group next year, you know, our league. And it's all guys, Now it'd be nice to have a female or two. Oh, you know, I always want to get in a fantasy baseball league. How much is no, the, no. the entry fee? We, we, we have to vote everyone in, and it has oh. to be unanimous. Oh. No offense, but you, you'd be lucky to get maybe two votes. I mean, seriously, you look like a narc. You know this, oh. and no way anyone is going to feel comfortable around yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. So, is this young chick able to carry on a conversation? I mean, besides the Kardashians, what do you two talk about? Makeup and what's on sale at Forever Twenty One? <laughs> My daughter Kelsey loves that store. I try and let the wife handle any visits there, though. It's not a place that I like to frequent. Hey, hey Amber, I, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend, you know. This you, you stalked me for months, and sure, you know we've gone out on a few dates. I did love that Seahawks game you took me to, but we're not a couple. Come on, I mean, let's be real here. I have to go now. I'd, I'd rather not discuss this further on the air. Say, <laughs> who the hell is this chick laughing in the studio? Her, her name is Gina. She works here now, so don't bring her into this. Do I know her? Anyway, you say you have no problem sharing any and all details of your life on the air. Oh, what? Now you're scared? Spud, you know I love you, I'm not and scared. I know you love me too. You just need to understand. Love is not a jail cell like you make it out to be. It can be the most wonderful part of life. You know, I'll second that. I can't imagine what my life would be like without the wife. Dude, can you zip it here? Amber, I have to move on. We have to get to to do something. I got to go. I got to wrap the show. Well, I'll be parked outside of your apartment. So when you get home, I'll be there waiting. Don't drink any liquids because you could be there a long time in that car. I have stuff to do after the show. Amber, it's Amber, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. I I suggest you call Spud later when he gets home rather than sit in your car all night. It's starting to get a little bit cold. You know, it's winter. Uh, Bye, Amber. But I... Uh, Hey, well done, player. Yeah, whatever. We need to wrap this thing. So anyway... um. I say, and, and I'm biased a little bit, but I think this has been a pretty decent show. Sure, there, you know, there are moments where a few listeners might have lost interest, but mostly that falls on you, Gerald. A co-host oh. has to, at worst, do no harm, and you need to understand this if, if you're going to you know, serve in this capacity. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I hear you, Spud. I fully intend to step up, take my game to another level. Don't you worry about me. I'm a quick learner. <laughs> really, Gina? So, Gina, if your boyfriend won't go with you to this year's uh, gathering of the Juggalos, I'm sure you could go online and find someone that would be interested. Is there like a Juggalos dating service like JDate or ILoveHemophiliacs.com? There's a bunch of places you could... I won't have any problem finding someone to go. It's just, I love my boyfriend. Uh, Gina, listen, we're young. Heartache to heartache we stand. No promises, no demands. Love is a battlefield. Was that really necessary? I'm just trying to help the woman. Spud, can I ask why you don't play any ICP songs on the post-show report? It's none of my business, but I was just curious. I don't want to sound like a music Nazi, but they aren't my speed, you know? Hey, Spud, I just Googled the word juggalos, and it says here there's like an estimated 2.3 million insane clown posse fans around the world. You might want to rethink this one. That's a lot of people. God knows we need more listeners. Would it kill you to play like one song each week? How about playing Boogie Woogie Woo tonight? Just about everyone seems to enjoy that one. You know, I'm sorry, but I can't do it. Um, no matter how many possible juggalos we may piss off, even I have standards. Uh, standards are nice, but huge ratings would be nicer for me when I'm making my cold, cold calls to prospective underwriters. Yeah. Just play well, a song or two by this clown posse. This show is a tough sell right now. I could use all the help I can get. Insane. It's the insane clown posse, Gerald. Oh. 
Harold. Sorry, right, right. Sorry. Well, and no can do. So I'm sorry about this. But anyway, this is Spud Goodman. Be all that you can be, and I mean that. God bless and ciao. Once again, here is Trees and Timber. Many thanks, Uncle Stanley. You got a lot. They've got nothing but waiting under the shop. been listening to the Spud Goodman Radio Show, the internet's last line of defense in the ongoing battle to rid the world of generic entertainment. The show is written and directed by Spud Goodman, produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Original music by Michael Spots and Tom Harmon. Executive producer is Lori Madsen. Video director is TJ Pites. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Opinions expressed on this show do not reflect those of this station, the sponsors, or any living person except Spud Goodman. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Northwest music. This is an hour of sterling conversation. This is an hour of analysis of the previous hour of the Spud Goodman Show. This is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report.
Welcome everyone to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. My name is Lawrence, and I'm going to be your host tonight. With me is my co-host Gina. This is when you say hi. Hi. Super. My name is Gina, and I think I'm getting a hang of doing this radio show now. But just to make sure, you don't need me to laugh whenever you say something, whether it's funny or not, like Spud, right? No, no, that's not going to be necessary. I prefer honesty in my laughter. Now, I say, I know I asked you last week if you ever been locked up or if you had like an ankle monitor strapped on, or, or even though you, you haven't. I still think we have a lot in common. I mean, we both like music, and, and that's a good thing, right? Oh, yeah, I love music. And, and I Super. understand that, that we, we come from pretty different backgrounds and all, but you, you probably don't have much experience with WWB, do you? Uh, WWB, what does that mean? Walking while black. Now, just walking down the street these days can be a hairy experience, I'm yeah, telling you. Yeah. Now, actually, you don't even have to be walking. SDWB, sitting down while black on the sidewalk is dangerous. Now, now, don't even ask me about driving a car through certain parts of towns across this country, no. That, that is not super. It's pretty not much super. an automatic stop and frisk. Now, I, I know I, I know that uh, those lockup shows on MSNBC, they try to put the, the Aryan Nation types on camera more because, uh, you know, the viewers, they, they, they get related to them and all that. But, but I can tell you, from my time at Pelican Bay in Cali, the population is way more diverse if you catch my drift. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no. But, Super. But you, you ever been stopped and asked for ID while you're walking down the, the sidewalk? Not that I remember. Wait, I, see, I'm, not, I'm just asking that. Now, I'm, I'm really hoping this radio thing pays off money-wise because I don't want to go back and, and, and everyone knows that the people with money, they never go to prison. That is a fact. Rich people, they, they might have to do a few hours in jail for something really bad, but... You know, they, they usually just, they, they get an apology from the judge at the bail here. And I, no, why, why am I saying this to you right now? Because I, I just think that if we're going to work together, we need to know where each of us is coming from. And then you feel me? I am sort of. So would it help if I said I was suspended from high school once for leading us in Super. for better lunches? I know it's not much, no, but uh, I... Now, how many days? Excuse me? How many days did they kick you out for? Oh, just just one day until my parents went to a conference with the you know vice principal. It was I was a little freaked out that it, it might hurt my college applications, but you know it turned out fine. All right, good. Now, now that's good to know that you walked the talk. Now, I just want to be upfront why why I keep the issue of prison and how screwed up the criminal justice system is. I, I have a lot of associates that are still locked up on stuff that people with money would never have gone to prison for. So. It's important to me, you know. Sure, I, I, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Now, 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 we should probably introduce our panel for tonight. Now, we've got Dave on the soundboard. Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey there. Now, our engineer tonight, as always, is on one. Hello. Hello. Oh, hello. You do a good job from us, man. I appreciate that. Thanks, Lawrence. Handling the show highlights, of course, we've got Derek here. Hello. It sounds Super. like we've got some good stuff for us tonight. Oh, we, we got some juicy clips tonight. Oh, it's going to be good tonight. All right, and we can't forget the interns from Pierce College. We got Trent and Anna. Yeah, all right. Now, now let, let's start off the music part of the show with the great but now defunct Northwest band Comover with Balding. And then we have the Tumblr Dryer Baby, the Tumble Dryer Babies with Tell Me What to Do on One Hit Play.
this is the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, all right. In the studio today, we've got here trees and timber. Hey, you guys. Hey, now, now let me ask y'all a question. Uh, uh, any any of you three, you ever done any time in lockup, maybe like a weekend or anything? Paul has, Paul has, Paul, Paul has. Paul. Oh, Paul, you got the experience. All right. All right, I got eyes on you there. Now, yes. I, I, I heard that. Little they, time, little time. A little bit. You know, a little bit is a lot when you're in, I tell you. It's a long time. I heard that y'all say that in the first hour with Spurred that we have a brand spanking new record out now. Is that right? Now, you can actually play it on a turntable. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're kicking it old school. It's the real uh, thing. Super. I like y'all. Yeah. Now, when you went into the recording studio, you you uh you bring clothes or, or snacks or anything? Because I read that some bands they stay in a week straight to lay down the tracks and all. We've no. Been- we bring some snacks and some beer and... Food and beverage. Yeah, food and food beverage. Food and beverage. That's, that's the essentials. The basic yeah. essentials. Spam bro. sushi. Oh, we had super sushi. Oh, yeah. I try that. I tell you, I try anything. Now, now, is anybody you, any of you a member of the Kiss Army or the Stick Squadron? Because, you know, uh, if you did, if you are, thanks for your service. <laughs> well, I'm not a card-carrying member of either party. You don't have to have a card. You just have to speak the truth of it. Oh, well, Paul might have some collectibles, perhaps. Yeah. I got, I got some kiss stuff. Oh, super yeah, kiss, I, I, I got army. A kiss army patch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where, where you know, you got the doll. You He's got, got some toys. I got at the home. original dolls and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Are any of you guys <laughs> juggalos? No. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, wait, wait, you know. Uh, so now, what's the, the name of the last song you guys gonna play for us tonight? This one's called Super Ghost. Super Ghost. We got trees and timber. Father 
report. All right, all right, Derek. Now, wait, wait, who's up first for tonight's highlight? Uh, so up first tonight, we have a Spuds interview where he talks to comedian Rob Schneider about the importance of organic, free-range, gluten, and GMO-free comedy. Mm. I, I may have to think about that one. All right. Uh, so, uh, hey, you, you were originally hired as a writer on SNL before you became a regular cast member. How tough was it to come up with a sketch that had, like, a catchphrase that would blow up, such as, you know, obviously the nickname guy, the rich meister, to well, others? It was in everybody's heads that, like, hey, man, if you come up with a catchphrase, that, that's going to really help you here. And then, you know, guys who did come up with catchphrases were doing movies on, on, the, you know, on their off time. So, I mean, everybody was aware, hey, if this works out big, this could work out really big, you know. Right. So it's in your head, but you can't be manipulating it. You know, it's just, it either happens or it doesn't happen. And usually it's you don't know what the catchphrase is going to be. You know, some people try to force it, and I never thought that that was a good idea. But uh, it was fun. I mean, I mean, what a place to spend your 20s. I mean, yeah. the 40th anniversary coming up, pretty exciting. Uh, yeah, very historic. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people would wonder how much thought went into that in terms of did things organically develop as far as, you know, some of those? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't manipulate it. I mean, you can't force something to be funny or for, you, can't, you can't want manipulate it in the sense of I'm going to make something funny. It's got to be just something that happens in life that just strikes you. And then you're, if you're smart enough to recognize it as something that, you know, it's funny. You write it down and then try to work it out, and then it takes uh, work to make it, um, you know, uh, an absurdist progression or whatever it is, right. like Monty Python used to do. Right. You know, Monty Python, when their famous sketch, um, you know, the, where they return a parrot to a pet shop, originally that was a blender. They were going to return it, the blender didn't work, and he said, it's just not, not goofy enough. It's not silly enough. And, um, at the end of the day, you know, they did stuff that made them laugh, and that's that's the key to it. Not trying to think about stuff that's going to make other people laugh. What makes you laugh? And that's what I try to do. I mean, coming up with jokes. I mean, it's tough coming up with jokes these days about, like... You so, got, you got a te- uh, catchphrase, you see? I don't. Uh, you know, I there was a there was a period of time in high school where I tried to make fetch happen, but that didn't work out so well. You tried um, to make fetch happen. Tried to make fetch happen. Just now, maybe we can out. get that going here now. Now, how does that work? You Tell me so? about the fetch. Thing. Well, fetch is kind of like it's it's an abbreviation for fetching. Like if something you know catches your attention, like. Her I'm scarf, pretty sure her scarf it's is so British fetch. or something. Yeah, like that scarf is fetching right there. Yeah, yeah. but you'd say fetch because it's more hip. Yeah, you, you think we can try and get that going again? I, you know, I'd give it a shot. You I've know, kept it locked away I, for I a long, some, long some time. Fetching. I gotta tell you, it, it, I could try anything. What about y'all? One day. Well, you know, for a while, and uh, when I was in college, I was trying to get people to go. Huh? But it never really caught on. Now, how do you pronounce that? How do you spell that? Well, that was part of the problem. Yeah. It was hard to put in put an email. Yeah, I don't know how to write that out. Oh, well, you, I know you got a catchphrase, man. Uh, no, I, I just I started smoking weed when I was really young, and that seemed to have caught on. So I don't, <laughs> I, yeah. I don't really have a phrase or anything. Well, Safety meeting. You that's do just, say hi, and that, you know, that says it all right there, I tell you. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, I like that. Uh, Gina, I know you got something. Uh, I don't really have a catchphrase. I, th- I think I now have a catch laugh. Yeah, Super. you do have a yeah, good that, catch Yeah, that's kind of my thing. It's catchy, too. You it's know? so yeah, fetch. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so fetch. All right, maybe we'll find one that'll just roll out here. Let's go to the back to the music in the ma- meantime. Now, first we've got Lazy Cowgirls with their song, Can't You Do Anything Right? Then we're going to go with a band from St. Louis, The Love Experts. 
and their song Cuba Street. Now let's do this.
for more of the Spud Goodman Post-Show Report. Welcome back to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, Derek. Now, you got Spud's Clip of the Week right now, right? Now, what's uh, this actually, one? no. We are skipping the Clip of the Week this week. Uh, we're going to the Dr. Katz highlight. Uh, Spud asked Dr. Katz if he ever has any interest in taking up his old practice. Hmm. Super. Whatever it is, it worked. Um, yep. So let me ask you, uh, Dr. Jonathan, or what, I'll just call you doctor. Um, have you missed practicing psychiatry and helping people while the show has been off the air? Oddly enough, no. You know, I, I, I realized not so long ago that I had my own problems. Oh, yeah. Well, no. No, no, I, you know, I still, people still think I'm a shrink, oddly enough. Yeah, well, uh, probably because they have but, a need. They have a need for you in their life. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I live in a city where there, are, where there are more psychiatrists per capita than any other place in the country. So if, if somebody – I live in Newton, Massachusetts. Yes. And if somebody goes outside and yells help, somebody else will show up with antidepressants. Oh, that's good to know. Newton sounds like a place right. for me to maybe relocate and retire. Boston. Super. All right. Um, well, what, true or false? I don't know. Dr. Cass, why don't you tell me a little bit about this cat? You know, he's, uh, I, I don't know a whole lot about it, about him. Spud knows a lot more about him, and he's been going on all week about him, having him on the show and everything. I, I actually thought he was, he started out as a real psychiatrist, but he wasn't. He was a comedian that played a psychiatrist, and everyone thought he was a real psychiatrist, but he wasn't. Oh, hmm. So you see that scares me because you be sitting in his chair and then he starts cracking jokes on you when you got some serious mental issues. Yeah, I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me. But hey, you know, he found his calling. I guess that's good. Well, it's a TV. It's an animated TV show, so it can't be too realistic, right? Oh, see, ah, see, I spent so much time in the dark. I don't know what's real and what's cartoon anymore. And it, it is a unique concept. There aren't a whole lot of cartoon psychiatrists. Yeah, I can see. Then you can do anything with it if he's a cartoon. Yeah, I can come back to Earth now. All right, well, you know what? Why don't, why don't we uh, do a little bit Super. more music here? We got uh, Viva Viva with Valentine. And then we have a guy called Word Burglar. 
from Halifax, Nova Scotia, and his song is Cream of Wheat. I don't know the dude, but he's got a catchy name, man. Watch Blue Nuit, 
school dances were on jeudi And when I would sleep, I'd dream of beats And in the wintertime, I'd eat cream of wheat 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 That's cause I try to eat right and stay fit as a fiddle When I go to the theater I sit in the middle Like to make things happen, hate waiting around And avoid cell phones cause I hate being found Before shows warm up my vocal cords Not big on Walmart, I shop at local stores Stay away from horse tranks and PCPs Already do addicted to DVDs Plus every Wednesday I get some new comments And I'm psyched if I'm on your list of who's bombers But I don't really spend time on message boards And only listen to what I hear in record stores That's cool You can say what you want, okay? Well, alright Everybody's in love too, okay? And I get around like writers who bomb a lot The best G.I. Joe vehicle? The Tomahawk Mom and Pop think I'm on the pop Well, I'm not I just tend to be gone a lot from reality Prefer to live in my own world Girls like me more after I've grown curls So either they're superficial or I'm more mature My sister worked at the corner store Where I used to hide porn in video game magazines <laughs> I know how sad that may seem But I was under 18 and liked looking at boobies And figured that way I wouldn't get coos And watch Blood and Weep High school dances were on jeudi And when I would sleep I'd dream of beats And in the winter time I'd eat cream of wheat 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 I used to stay up late And watch Blood and Weep High school dances were on jeudi And when I would sleep I'd dream of beats And in the winter time I'd eat cream of wheat I'd eat cream and wheat I'd eat cream and wheat Would be a good time to slip in an insane clown posse tune. I mean, I have most of their songs on my iPod. It would just take me a second to get it to the soundboard. That oh. is not super. Oh, not super. they're saying we have a call holding. Do, do you want to take that? Yeah, yeah why not? You know, I, I do love to talk to the people and all because, you know, without them, we'd be just talking to ourselves. You know, hey, caller, go ahead. Uh, yes, I'm calling you to say you should listen to Gina and play a few songs by ICP. They rule. Let's see, what? He's requesting you play some music by the Insane Clown Posse. Uh, well, are you one of those those juggalots like, like Gina over here? It's Juggalos. <laughs> yeah, I've been to four or five gatherings of the Juggalos, all at Cave and Rock in Illinois. Had some of the most amazing experiences of my life. If you've never been, I highly recommend it. You could even bring the kids, like my wife and I did the last couple we attended. They Super. loved it, especially the wrestling matches they put on. 
very entertaining and an impressive display of athleticism. I like the wrestling, too. It's a very primal vibe, don't you think? Absolutely. Both our sons, now 9 and 12, learned a number of moves from watching the matches and have shown the neighborhood kids in our backyard how to pull them off. We weren't able to make this year's gathering in Ohio, though. My wife is really bummed out. I super. I couldn't make it this year either. I had a family reunion that weekend. There's always next year. Say, we hope to make it this year, too. Maybe we could, should meet up when we both arrive. Can I get your contact information when I'm off the air? Do you have kids? Uh, I have one and one on the way. Look, 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 Carla, is this all that you're calling us about? Maybe there's something else you want to talk about? You know, what about that show that we just had tonight? Is there anything about the show you want to comment on? Uh. Not really. I didn't listen. A friend just called and said, Gina, some insane clown posse. And you said no, so I thought I would call in and request some ICP myself. So how about it? I I just gave On One on the board a song. So if you say it's okay, we can give the people what they want. Isn't that what the radio stations are supposed to do? Yeah, I, I guess so. All right, then. But play a song by this insane clown troupe. Uh, something bit me I'm deep in the woods at night But I'm not scared Fact is, I'm part of what's fit and paired Drunk, I'm feeling alright Say fuck it, and never go home We all just might In the forest, we sleep Super. with the insects All up in sex, trading respects Moses couldn't part a sea of us, baby With ABK on the stage Fool you crazy wait, 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 wait. Uh, Hey, what happened? No, 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 no. I th- we, I think we had some, some technical issues or something like that. You know, oh, I'm sorry, Colin. We we got to move on here. Goodbye. Okay, now hopefully there's not going to be any problems with, with the songs we got coming up. We're going to start off with a great Seattle band, The Purrs, and their song, She's Got Chemicals. And then we have a rockabilly artist, Johnny Z and the Uptown Savages, and his song, Rocket Driving Daddy. Now we're ready when you are on one.
to the Spud Goodman Post Show Report. All right, we're looking at another celebrity highlight here, Dave. Yeah, so our final highlight comes from the Ben Bailey interview where the Cash Cab host opens up about the sometimes dangerous situations that can arise when hosting Super. a trivia game show in a van. Yeah, you know... You lose, you lose. You lose, you lose. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Louis Anderson told me about some pissed-off contestants he had on Family Feud and, you know, like family members turn, oh, yeah. turning on each other when they when they were done. Did you ever have any family members go off on each other in the cab? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. It was like people, if if one person had the answer right and then the other person went with a different answer and got it wrong, that was there was always a fight. <laughs> one guy was just, like, yelling at his uh, girlfriend or wife. Nice. That, you know, yeah, it was it was really great. That that one never made it to air. He was just yelling at her for getting the answers wrong when he didn't know the answers. He uh. just expected her to know them, and if she got them wrong, he would yell at her. I really got the feeling that if we hadn't been there, he would have been hitting her as well. Some people take their trivia very seriously. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to be in a trivial pursuit game with them because then all of a sudden you're calling 911. Especially in a van, too. Like, you have nowhere to go. No, no. And they go in New York City, you get out that van and you get hit by a bus. Especially in the wrong part of town or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and especially me, I don't want to have to get out of that yeah, van. Yeah, I mean, we were talking about that earlier. You yeah. know, you want to. No, because if I get out of that van in the middle of New York City and the po-po riding around, uh, it just get ugly. And there would be no cash for me. You'd be fitting out cash for my hospital bills. You ever played trivia? Uh, yeah, yeah, Trivial Pursuit. Love it. What about you guys over on the board? I uh, never played Trivial Pursuit per se, uh, but I have answered questions in a van before. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, now what was that like? Let's hear about that. 
Uh, well, just, I mean, just general conversation. It wasn't like a contest or anything. Oh, just, yeah. yeah. You should have told him to give you some money anyway, just for answering people's questions. Could How are you least... doing today? Dave, I'm all right. Now give me a hundred dollars. Could have at least gotten some free you know, candy I, out of it. I, I'm just not a, I just didn't think on my feet or on my butt in the van. So yeah, yeah no, that, I didn't, didn't think You need me yeah. in the van with you because I'll hook you up. I'll get you nice and We're bitch. obviously going to have to team up here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, but just certain parts of town, I tell you, we're going to skip those. All right, we're going to go to some more music now. First off, we got a great Portland band, Dead Moon, with their song 5440. And then we have a band from Australia and they are the Lipstick Killers, not to be confused with an Alice Cooper tribute band from Tampa by the same name. No, no, these guys cranked out this song in 1979 and it's called Hindu Gods of Love. But let's first hear the Dead Moon. Oh, man. In the 
Tonight, not too bad. I think this was one of the best post-show reports I've been on. Yeah, yeah. Now this is your third show here tonight, right? Uh, well, you yes. know what that means. It means that that we were better tonight than two other shows. So I gotta tell you, that's pretty impressive. Oh. Super. And I, you know, I keep hoping that some radio mogul out there is listening to this show. And it's going to whisk me away to the big time. You know, maybe like uh, host a show in, in, say, like Des Moines, Iowa or Salt Lake City, Utah. Not no offense to the Spud Goodman show, but I hope for a brighter day, you know? Super. Lawrence, you you take me with you if you get discovered, right? Maybe I can laugh whenever needed, so you will never have to worry about the sounds of silence with if, if you're trying to be funny. I, I'll be there for you for the very best laugh, and, and I promise I will never sound like a canned laughter. Uh, Super. Yeah, I hear you, Gina. No, okay, so if I do get the call, I will definitely give you a shot because every host needs a good laugh on their radio show. But you'd have to be a lot quicker and a little more enthusiastic than you are on Spud's show. And that shouldn't be too hard, oh, I'm No, I would, I would give it my all for your show. So do you think we might be leaving the Spud Goodman post-show report anytime soon? I mean, I have almost Ugh. nine months left on the lease of my apartment. I lose my damage deposit and first and last month's rent if I break no, it. Nah, but... no, no, look, look, don't, don't you worry about that because I know plenty of dudes. They just got out of the joint and they would be very happy to sublet your apartment if need be. See, no, nobody wants to rent to a felon these days. It doesn't matter how lightweight the beef. Now, they literally have nowhere to live, so no worries on the least oh, issue that you Okay, got. good. That's that's good to hear, I, I guess. So, you know what? Super. We got time for one last song. This is Jim Stafford with Wildwood Weed. Let's enjoy this. The name of this song is The Wildwood Flower. Now, The Wildwood Flower is an old country classic. 
has gained a whole new popularity. The song isn't any more popular, but the flower's doing real good. Wildwood flower grew wild on the farm, and we never knowed what it was called. Some said it's a flower, and some said it's a weed. I didn't give it much thought. One day I was out there talking to my brother, and I reached down for a weed to chew on. Things got fuzzy, and things got blurry, and then everything was gone. Didn't know what happened, but I knew it beat the hell out of sniffing burlap. I come to and my brother was there, and he said, what's wrong with your eyes? I said, I don't know. I was chewing on the weed. He said, well, let me give it a try. I spent the rest of that day and most of that night trying to find my brother Bill. Caught up with him about six o'clock the next morning, naked, singing on the windmill. He said he flew up there. I had to fly out and get him down. He's about half crazy. The very next day, we picked a bunch of them weeds and we put them in the sun to dry. And we mashed them up and cleaned them off, put them in the corncob pipe. Smoking them wildwood flowers got to be a habit. We never seen no harm. Oh, we thought it was kind of handy. Take a trip and never leave the farm. They go puff that wildwood weed, next thing you know, you're just wandering around behind the little animals. All good things got to come to an end. It's the same with the wildwood weeds. One day, this fella from Washington come by and spied him and turned white as a sheet. And he dug and he burned and he burned and he dug and he killed all our cute little weeds. And then he drove away. We just smiled and waved, sitting there on that sack of seeds. Y'all come back now, you hear? All right, now, so we, we got to thank our panel right now for the insightful contributions that they gave tonight. We got to thank David on the soundboard. And uh, we got On One, our engineer, and Derek with the highlight clips. Of course, our interns, Trent and Anna, thank you very much. Now, we got to say goodnight now. Good night, everyone. Can I say good night to my gammy too, who's listening right now? Uh, that's probably not a very good idea, Gina, because then everybody's gonna want to do a shout out to all of their relatives and friends, and we only got an hour on this show, you know. Anyway, I'm sure all our listeners are gonna check us out again next week. Super. Until then, the name is Lawrence, and my co-host Gina here. We say good night, everybody. The Spud Goodman Post Show Report is written and directed by Spud Goodman. Produced by David Brenneman of Rosedale Audio Productions. Executive producer, Lori Madsen. Associate producer, David Deere. Live music production and broadcast engineering by On One at the facilities of NWCZ Radio. Audio highlights, Derek Schneider. Our interns are Trent Botello and Anna Howell. Theme music composed and performed by Brian J. Martin. Copyright 2014, Spud Goodman Productions. David Brenneman speaking. Thank you.